Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social, where town fans have their say on all things going on at Portman Road. I'm joined this week by Matt, who's making his debut, Bono, and also Francine. It's going to be one hell of a show, we're talking and we're going to recap the 4-0 win against Gillingham, talk about Toto Enciala, who is set to join Fleetwood Town, who may have signed when this goes out, we'll wait and see. Also going to get what we've learned so far from Kieran McKenna's first two games in charge, and we look ahead to a month where there's a lot of games where town need to win. I'm going to go over to Matt first. Matt, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? And um, let's, let's see how your debut goes. Yeah, doing well, thank you, mate. Um, looking forward to, to getting on and, and good to be here, yeah. Top man, top man. And uh, Bono, a man who's a veteran of this podcast. How are you, my friend? Yeah, very well. Just glad to be um, out of isolation. Came down with COVID on January 2nd. So um, my freedom day was earlier this week and I've never looked forward to a school run so much. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, back in, back amongst it now. Yes, mate. It's um, good to have you on the show as always. And the final person joining us this week is Francine. How are you? You had a nice little trip to, to Kent on Saturday, seeing us win 4-0 and getting wet in the terraces with your dad. Uh, how yes. is that? And how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I always enjoy an away day, no matter you know how wet and cold it is. So yeah, it was nice. Um, more tiring than it should be because someone doesn't go to sleep till three o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> uh, lack of sleep, but no, all good here. And yeah, love enjoyed my trip down to Kent on Saturday. Yes, and um, we'll talk about that right now. And it's a 4-0 win, clean sheet. Macaulay Bonnie's back on the score sheet. James Norwood, 4-4. Four four. Oh, it was one hell of a bath. Oh. It was a wet day in Kent, but it was a great day in Kent. Um, Matt, I'm going to go over to you next. Um, how would you recap that win? A, a fantastic result, a needed result. And Steve Evans, goodbye, because he was sacked afterwards. Yeah, I mean, I'd say I've never seen us control a game probably that well in, in all my time supporting town. And I think it was just domination, really, from start to finish. And the, the really pleasing thing for me was that when we went 3-0 up, we didn't stop chase and we kept looking for the goals we kept look you know kept going right up until the sort of 90th minute really and i think that's a really good sign and a sign that we don't see enough from from Ipswich town teams especially not in the last maybe five years definitely and um bono i know unfortunately you had to watch it on ifollow because you're in isolation but i'm sure that kept your your spirits up seeing them goals going in and oh what a performance and what a win yeah it's fantastic i mean it was definitely the, the highlight of um having to self-isolate not even you know just staying in the house and going out in the garden and whatnot, but it was just just a fantastic performance, a real kind of all round performance um, from from the boys on the pitch. Um, Dillingham's always a, a tough place to go. Um, I, I know we've had a few, we had some mixed performances there since we've been down at at League One, but yeah, just uh, I mean we'll talk about it in more detail, but just what a what a fantastic win. Definitely, and um, Francine, I know that's a special place for you to go to because your your granddad. But um, it just topped off a, a fantastic performance. Even though the weather was miserable, we didn't. You just forgot about that. Although we, we were actually lucky, it wasn't as wet as first forecast. It was still wet, but it wasn't going to be. You know, it wasn't rain throughout the game. It was just in patches, and in the final ten minutes, it decided to absolutely piss it down. But yeah. oh, what a win! Yeah, the wind definitely made the uh, getting wet see worth it. Um, yeah. Always enjoy Chip Gillingham because of my family roots there um, and the connections I've got there. But it, like Matt said, we controlled the game. Um, 
and we were on the front foot we we just cut through them with such ease and beginning of the season we had lots of conversations on here about our midfield being a problem being non-existent McKenna's come in and Morty and Evans are two different players um I know when I did my rainbow tractors play of the match there were quite a few people annoyed that <laughs> upset that and things I didn't put a Luca up which I no, I understand because he was <laughs> he was great. Um, but for me, Morsi um, controlled that game. He should have scored at the end. Should have scored. How he hit the crossbar from six yards out, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but he's become the player that we thought he would be. Um, the way he demands the ball and things. Um, great to see Bon back on the score sheet. Um, he... Because he's been unlucky, I think, because he's had lots of chances that have not quite gone his way. Um, so it was good that he managed to get that in and hopefully that will restart his scoring streak. Um, I also want to say Wolfenden um, has come back in mm. from nowhere and absolutely proved himself to be the right choice at the back, as part of that back three. Um, he's been one of the most assured defenders of the three in each of the games. He's, I know Fridge gets a lot of praise and rightly so. Um, but Wolfenden is quietly proving himself, in my opinion, to be just as good as and composed in that bat three. Well said. And um, I'll sort of, we'll round up now the chat on Julian. We'll go back to Matt and then Bono. Matt, any other keynotes from the game? Once again, James Norwood, he's, he's on fire at the moment, isn't he, since he's come back into the team. Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of shows that if he's fit and available, he scores goals. He's he's almost being that strike that we expected him to be when when he arrived from from Tranmere that summer. Um, come back to what Francine said, you know, I was one of them ones that thought Aluko had a storming game. I think I tweeted you about it, um, saying yeah, Aluko. But there were so many players in that squad that could have been man of the match. That was my you know, problem. <laughs> It, you know, it was one of those performances where if you kind of graded the team, as as obviously Andy does every week, um, how do you split them apart? You know, you had Edmondson striding out from the back. You had Wolfenden, like you said, quietly going about his business and sort of being a bit calm and composed. Norwood was a menace. You know, Burns never stops running. There was, and, and yeah, Morsey and Evans, absolutely different gravy since uh, since McKenna's come in. And I think it just goes to show that the system that McKenna's playing suits the personnel that are available to him a lot more than perhaps the 4-2-3-1 that we were stuck on at the start of the season. And you've got to wonder if we'd gone to that earlier, would we have? where would we have been? Because um, it seems to suit the players uh, down to the ground and they really seem to buy into it. They have, Fante and Matt, they've really buy. Oh, sorry, Bono, because <laughs> we've got two mats on here. Um, it feels like the players have got a new lease of life under McKenna. And definitely, you know, James Nord coming to the team. It's good that McCauley Bonnie's back on the score sheet. Wes Burns does what he does. I'm pleased he's back in the lineup now after his injury. Um, but yeah, overall thoughts. And in one word, how would you describe that win? It's just, it was a statement win. And when a win we needed against a struggling side, okay, it was Gillingham. But we need to, if we want to beat these sorts of teams, we've got to make a, a statement. Well, it's quite difficult for me to sum things up 
in in one word i i, I like <laughs> I, I like many many words but if i was to use one word um it would be complete um it was complete performance from front to back um along the sides in in the middle i, I don't think you know special shout out to to matt the monk penny he um he 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 was he was superb he's you know at the start of the season he he was almost like a whipping boy and he's he's one of those players that Ipswich fans we always have one player that we pick on whether it's Dan Harding Matt Richards I'm showing my age there a little bit um and 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 Matt we know Penny. who they are don't worry yeah. we know who they are <laughs> Matt Matt Penny's come in for a bit of stick but I thought he did superbly well um we just look organized which I'm not saying that we were unorganized under uh, under Cook or even or even Lambert, um, but this level of kind of <laughs> yeah, steady on. Um, I just don't think we've had this level of kind of organization. Um, the players look like they know their roles, and you think McKenna's been in post what a month almost now. Uh, yes, he's only had two games, but he's obviously he's obviously brought his methods from you know the the the, the biggest club in the world arguably um he he was there doing a job um you know a, a young he's just such a young intelligent forward thinking coach and i, I really think he's going to drag us into the 21st century um hopefully on and off the pitch but we we were just great the the combinations between the various players the triangles that they're creating across the pitch three at the back the three in midfield i mean i, I would call it personally I, I wouldn't call it a three five two i'd call it a four three three um that was it was just just brilliant um i was kind of gutted in a way when he came out and said oh you know we might have to change the system i was thinking don't change it <clears throat> it's brilliant i love it uh, yes, I am going to try and replicate it on Football Manager, but I, I, I don't see how I can. But yeah, just seeing we've, we've touched on the fridge, fridge doing a bit of a Franz Beckenbauer, a bit of a Lothar Mateus bringing the ball out from the back, and it's like keep going, boy, keep going. Um, Morsi as well. Um, Francine touched upon, you know, how, how did he miss? I think he got a bit of a nosebleed. You know, we always say that about Janoy Dynastian. As soon as he passes the halfway line, he's like, oh, what do I do with it? But even he looks decent going forward. And it's quite difficult, isn't it, not to get ahead ahead of ourselves and and stuff like that. But you just you just got to dream big, and I've I've got such high hopes. I really do. We do indeed. And um, let's go and talk about what we've learned so far. Then Francine on Kieran McKenna. He's had two games now, two wins, clean sheets on the board. Um, two different teams we had to play. Um, of course, Gillingham struggling. Wickham are up there, although they're similar styles because they are one of those teams. Whack outfield, hope for the best. But um, really two good performances. What have you learned from these first two games? Um, I've learned he's very adaptive, I've found, because he has changed things against Wickham with, um, when he brought on uh, Tom Carroll um, to have three in the middle. He, he changed the formation to suit what was needed at the time, um, which I think is really good. He's seeing what's happening and making the changes. And I know we don't necessarily want him to change the way we the, know what works well against Wickham and Gillingham, but the fact that he's willing to change how we play to best um, beat the opposition, so find out their weaknesses and make the most of them, I think that's really clever management. Um, he's got very high expectations, I think, because he said about how at half-time against Gillingham, he had a go at them at half-time. 
because although we were 3-0 up, there'd been that 10-minute period where we'd given him lots of free kicks. So he wasn't happy with 3-0 up and not conceding. He was just, he was unhappy with the fact that, oh, we've given them an op- opportunity to score. Um, High-intensity football, which is what we were promised, isn't it, by Cook. No, football is going to get you off your foot, off your off your um, seats. You're going to be excited, and we finally got that in the last two games. And I watched him throughout part of the Gillingham game on the sidelines. He's very calm. He's very calm and collected. He doesn't get overexcited. He doesn't. He's not getting in when St- Steve Evans and Paul Rayner were having to go at the referee. One of them got booked. He was just there walking away. Not not bothered by what was going on, not trying to think. When we scored our fourth, there wasn't much celebration from him. He's very calm, collected, right, we're going to carry on. Um, and I think that calmness can be tr- is um, moving on to the pitch and the players are reacting off that. Definitely. And um, I want to quickly just mention, Francine, behind you, um, there is a picture of me and you. So that is very cute. I'm just, I'm yes. just saying that now. You, that you've made from, my wall. Um, you've made my wall. Oh, my God. I'm honoured. <laughs> of course, that is from um, good old Thomas Seg- Segan's uh, wedding. Oh, no, I don't have any photos with you. Just you. We need to get one and then you'll make the wall. <laughs> Life goals. Right there. <laughs> Life goals. I'll be honoured. If, if, Seg- if you speak to Seg-ins, um, he'll not. you'll not find out how big it is to be on the wall <laughs> he's made it as well but he's not got one of just me oh, um, he's got a group okay. one so let's make go. it happen let's make it happen <laughs> um back to kira mckenna and um, our first thoughts and what we'll learn um nice little, little little moment there for me and francine but matt um over to you um what have you learned so far from kira mckenna's reign as town boss i kind of want to sort of touch on what francine was saying there like how he how he is really calm and I think I said it to you on game day after his first game against Wickham. And for me, it's authoritative and it's confident. And that is exactly how I would describe the two performances that we've put in under him. The players have looked so confident on the ball. They're all showing for it and they all look like they want to stamp their mark on it. And I really like the way that he goes about his business. He's quiet. He's not out here giving these explosive interviews. He's not on demolition, man. You know, he's... I'm Kieran McKenna. I'm here to get this football team playing football. And I, I love that about him. I, I, I can see why it might turn some fans off. They might want a bit more. But for me, that calmness, that um, authority that he does seem to bring to the table, for me, that's such a good positive sign in a manager. Because you can look to him then, as you say, transfer that onto the pitch. And looking at the two matches he's played, that's Gillingham and, and Wickham and as you said, Ross, that's teams that do kind of lump up forward and get your, you know, your big lads in. Obviously, Akin Fenwer at Wickham. Um, they have that. Is it Phillips at um, Gillingham? He looked a bit of a handful. And those they are traditionally. Well yeah, he scored against us last season, didn't he? Um, these are traditionally games, I think, since we've come down to League One and maybe even a bit before looking at Accrington in the FA Cup that season. Dare we mention it? that we've crumbled in those before where we're put under pressure. And I think the worry for me and and maybe some others has always been, are we going to try and play too much football to get out of League One? Because it is a scrappy league. That is a league where physicality is almost king in a way. You look at the likes of Rotherham who seem to go up every time they're down here. 
they're matches where we've crumbled before and the fact that we're coming through them with clean sheets and wins for me that's really pleasing and like Bono said organization and solidity through the team is is fantastic Definitely. And um, Bono, over to you. Um, I'll let you take over and talk about your nickname for Kira McKenna. But what have you learned so far? <clears throat> yeah, so Kira McKenna, a.k.a. KMC Squared. I don't know why I called him that, but when, when I saw the little K, I always wonder why people with like uh, Celtic surnames have the, have the, have the mm. small Cs and the ACs. I, d- I don't know. Um, more power to them, obviously. But yeah, I just thought, you know, he's, he's a clever guy. I don't know whether he's a mathematician or not, but yeah, KMC squared. Um, what have we learned about him so far? I think we've learned a lot, but also it's almost like it kind of feels... I get the feeling, and feel free to shoot me down on this one, but I, I get the feeling that we're kind of in the presence of greatness, really. Um whether or not that's because he's the same age as, um, our, our, you know, arguably our, our two other greatest managers in history, not Paul Hurst and not Paul Jewell, um, but Sir Bobby Robson and Sir Alf Ramsey, kind of very, very similar ages when they were, when they were uh, appointed. I do wonder whether or not he's got those same credentials as they have in terms of just going on to greatness. And, you know, whilst... Whilst when his name first came out of, of, of being linked with us, you know, there wasn't a lot of, other than being a very, very good youth coach, you know, there wasn't a lot of proven success at, a, at senior men's level. But I think we've learned that he is organized to the nth degree. I think he's brought in some sort of technology or something like that that we've not had before. Obviously, he's, I think he's brought in some sort of performance analyst. Is that the guy from? The guy from Fulham um, that, that he's that he's brought in. So there's, you know, we're looking at our arguably we we have a decent squad, and perhaps it wasn't being utilised. Obviously, it wasn't being utilised to its to its best ability by by the previous um, management. But we just look like, you know, there's there is such a thing as an upgrade. We look like we have, you know, upgraded to like platinum level from from what we were before just just in terms of organization um the the detail in which things are being looked at um and i just think that that just puts us in fantastic stead we've kind of like future-proofed ourselves really um and i kind of think that i get a bit of a vibe that that mckenna's kind of cherry-picked um some some of the stuff that he's obviously picked up uh, at manchester united over the years and he's brought it in and you know hopefully playford road is going to be modernized even more because it's literally just like well i would call it i would call it like a terrapin but um you know just like there's like some random little offices in the middle of a load of uh, playing fields and stuff like that i just just get a really good vibe that we're in such good hands um that no stone is going to be left unturned um I, i i i get a feeling that that our youth is going to be utilized it's fantastic having him come in and he's going to be able to run the rule over people like tyree simpson when he comes back from from swindon um elkin baggett just people like that because we haven't had many people come through um mm-hmm. the academy in, in recent years they've kind of all been released or or gone out on loan or or sold for nominal fees that's that's something that kind of gives me hope that 
yes, the future is bright on the pitch with 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 our current squad. Um, that you know that perhaps we might see more people coming through, um, which will obviously put us in good stead for the future. So yeah, but um, God, I, I mean, he's, he's ter- I don't think he is what we expected at all. Mm. Uh, we just thought, oh, you know. New young guy, first job in management, try and temper those expectations a little bit. But, you know, these these first two games have just got you thirsty for more, haven't they, really? So long live the honeymoon period to wrap it yes. up. Uh, yes, I, definitely. I think that, you know, we say about how Wickham and Gillingham play. Um, but I know he didn't take charge of training in the build-up to that game, but Sunderland... Um, Similar, we, similar formation. The, yeah, it was a similar, similar formation. It was the, the same eleven, pretty much the same eleven that st- I think that started um, the weekend at Gillingham. The intensity we had in that game, we were press, we were doing the high pressing, we were having those balls through, and the reason we got more chances, I felt against Sunderland than we did against Wickham, like clear cut chances, is because Wickham are that back. We're going to sit. We're going to defend and then we're going to counterattack. So we didn't, we had to wait for those spaces. They would come against Wickham. But when teams play like Sunderland do, we're going to have the, it's going to be a more open game. And yes, that may leave us slightly more vulnerable at the back. But I don't see um, the high intensity dropping, no matter who we play, because I think it's workable against however, whatever team we're playing. It will just be real, they'll, they'll just, the number of chances we get and how we get those clear-cut chances will differ depending on how deep the opposition sits. Definitely. Okay, then. Well, Kuma McKenna's um, start to life has been fantastic. And as you said, Bono, the honeymoon period, hopefully that continues for very much longer. Um, from one town career starting to one town career ending... Toto Nciala is set to join Fleetwood Town. As I said, he could have probably joined when you're listening to this podcast. Um, going back to his native northeast, um, I think it's northeast, isn't it? Or was it no, no northwest? Northwest. Northwest. <laughs> Liverpool's northwest. Oh yeah, my bad, my bad. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, Toto is going to leave. He of course signed for us in 2018 alongside John Nolan, Paul Hurst. Um, reuniting with him because he was at Shrewsbury with them. Um, but yeah, his career is over and it's been an up and down career for Toto at town. Um, has some moments where you think, oh, he's a quality player, then penalties and bad challenges and just uh, dearie me and injuries, unfortunately. But um, Francine, in a few words, how would you describe Toto's career at the club? And it is the right time in it for him to go. It is. It's good for all parties. It's good for us because I don't think he's... Um high enough quality for what we need to go up but we want effectively we want to go up as soon as possible and we want to compete in the championship um and I don't think he's at the level to do that nor do I think he's good enough at having the ball at his feet to work with us um in a couple of words how to describe him an accident waiting to happen (laughs) in the nicest possible way um he has signs of a fantastic being a fantastic defender. He can he throws his body at everything, he gets blocks in. However, whenever he's on the pitch, you're waiting for a penalty or free kick to be given away. You're waiting to see if he's gonna get sent off. Um, you're waiting for the mistake. Um, and then when he makes a mistake, he gets loads of plaudits because he does an amazing tackle. He raises recovery. But 
he wouldn't have had to do that if he had not made the mistake in the first place. Um, it would have been nice if it had worked out for him because I think there is signs there of a good defender. He's um, but not ball plan defender. He's one of those head it, get it away, kick it, get rid. Um, but unfortunately, he's never got past making those mistakes. Um, so it is the right thing for him. And he gets to go play foot, regular football now at Fleetwood. So. Yeah, I think the thing is, we're going to wish him all the best. Um, he, yeah. he seems like a really good lad, a good character. Um, and yeah, just he just had a, some bad performances here and there. Um, Matt, over to you. Your thoughts on Toto's time at the club? And um, yeah, I think it's a good move going to Fleetwood. Yeah, I think he'll, he'll get on really well there. Like you say, there's a bit less pressure uh, with all due respect to, to Fleetwood and, and he will get to play regular football there. He's been a bit in and out sort of the last six, 12 months. Um, for me, he always had the, the feeling of a cult hero that never quite got the cult hero status. Um, you know, that throwing your body on the line. If, the, if that hadn't have come off the back of mistakes, if that hadn't come off the back of missing a header, missing a tackle, and maybe if he'd scored a few more goals from random corners, he could have really caught on, I felt, but it just never quite... ...time for the club, didn't he, with Paul Hurst? And for me, it, there was, a, there was a, you know, a bit of a hangover from that that always surrounded him. Um, just because he was obviously one of the favourites of, 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 of Paul Hurst's managerial career. Um so I just think that, yeah, it's it's a good time for him to move on. No doubt there'll be a plan in place now to get a more ball-playing centre-half centre if we do need cover. Frankly, I don't think Burgess is, is dreadful if you just want a, a header defender. I think if you want a physical, put your nut on it, get it into Rose Z defender, I think Burgess does a better job than Toto and Ciala. Um, and in terms of playing the, the McKenna brand of football, McKenna ballies, yeah, I, I can't see him fitting into that that uh, that system. So I think it's a good move on all parts. And for me, it's a real shame as well that I think one of my enduring memories of him will always be the end of Charlton. Um, going coming over to the fans because for me, he has always seemed a great lad with a with a good sort of head on his shoulders. And he, I, I don't know if it was his last league appearance. I think it might have been, but um, it's kind of. How, how he'll go out, that's how he'll say goodbye, and that's a real shame for me. Yeah, I was about to say that um, for Bono's little intro to talk about Toto, is that his final two games for the club, one of them was the Charlton game, a terrible performance, and then his final appearance was Barrow um, on TV, him and Burg Burgess uh, in that battle. Oh, oh, just thinking about it now, it just makes me just uh, quench. Um, but yeah, Bono, not a great memory for Toto to finish his town career, but overall, what's your thoughts on him and... Um, he had in patches. I thought we've got a player here, but just mistakes. You knew it was behind him. You knew a penalty is going to be behind him as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we wish him well. And like Matt said, the, the, the cult hero that that never quite was really um, thoroughly likable guy. Um, you know, whenever I, when I remember going to Barrow, I ended up in like a Phoenix Knights type place, and there was. Um, there was a there was a group of Ipswich fans that were quite close to him, and it, it, it just seems that he's he's a top top guy, and you know, arguably the sort of player that you kind of you know you give dispensation to because he's that character, because he kind of galvanises people in the dressing room, and he is that connection between fans. Um, I know he turns up and he does he does quite a lot of visits to um, 
kind of disabled families and 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 people people like that um but yeah it's just he seems like the last like 18 months after he kind of went away to Bolton when he came back he kind of he seemed to have ironed out those those niggling problems and they to me they, they seem like concentration issues um more than anything else you know he's got every single uh, physical attribute of a central defender that you could want and and arguably that that modern playing ball playing defender um it, it, it is quite a recent thing and he, he's almost like you know if he was in our promotion team in 1990-91 you know arguably he he may have even been like our best player on the pitch at the back um but he just isn't he's clearly not suited to the way we want to play football um it would be interesting to see i think i think it's very early for for mckenna to be turfing people out having you know only been on the training pitch with them you know less than a month so whether or not it's it's um aristotle himself wanting wanting to go back up the the to the northwest um you kind of you kind of hope it was that rather than him kind of being we, out. um he is out of contract in the summer so it's yeah. and he hasn't got an option so it's like can we get a bit of a fee for him or he probably just feels can i leave now he has you know it's good good end of the season with fleetwood and then yeah. we'll see what happens with him so yeah yeah definitely um it's yeah it's just it's just a shame but like like francine and like like matt said he is an accident waiting to happen and he can have an absolutely blinding i think david said it before hasn't he, he can have a blinding 89 minutes and you just think toto's the best defender we've got because he's just a man mountain people sing funny songs about him but then he'll just go and mess up and you just think oh my god you know he's like i mean when he first came how many penalties i've never seen them <laughs> defender give away so many stupid needless penalties and it's like it was like it was like a, you should could have a bet on it couldn't you <laughs> yeah. it's like it's to lose and toto Penal to give yeah. <laughs> you'd probably get evens actually you wouldn't get very good odds on that at all um but yeah it's i mean i mean it's, it's always a shame seeing somebody go particularly when they're so likable um and you kind of just you now think that if 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 he's gone then who else does this open the door to? Obviously, it frees up another senior place within the squad. And I know that it's been muted that McKenna wants to bring in one, maybe two people. Um, so, yeah, this open the door to one of the to one of the prospects coming through. We shall see. But good luck, Toto. It was good, and I never knew he was so good on piano. You, <laughs> I'm kind of gutted that Bono and Toto never got to play together. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll be. Uh, I'll be so excited to be reunited. But uh, I go. think it's a real shame how it's ended with Toto, though. I agree because it's not just the Charlton game. It was a game before that. I can't remember what one it was when um, he was playing defence and whoever was in goal, either Fladke or Walton, tried to really wanted to play it out quickly, roll it out to him, and 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 this was the game where I got really really annoyed. With NCL because NCL wasn't looking, wasn't looking that way. He was just fo he was trying to walk away. He was going no no not don't want don't want the ball. Um, he, he did it. It was probably it was probably the Barrow game, the nil nil, the, the, the um, original game. Probably that one. I remember at Charlton, and mm -hmm. you know my other than, I mean, let's quickly brush upon the end of Charlton. He went mm -hmm. over to basically commiserate with fans and basically say sorry we were so pants. And then somebody's obviously thrown him dog's abuse. And, you know, he football players are humans at the end of the day. And he's he's mm. taken exception to that. 
and that's already been discussed. But I remember one thing that really, really stuck out to me is from where from where we were in the away end at Cholton, and we Ipswich were attacking our end, to, and you had players actually moving, which didn't happen a lot in that game. But Toto just got the ball from Walton and just stopped. And it's so rare you see a central defender, particularly when you're used to like Evanson and people like that bringing the ball out, which which we have kind of tried to do before McKenna um, joined yeah. us. <clears throat> but Toto just got the ball and stopped. And it wasn't like a it wasn't like a quick stop look pass. It was he stopped and he must have stopped for about five seconds, and that was the longest five seconds. I was just thinking, what the hell are you doing? But good luck, Toto. Yeah. Just a shame it ended the way it did, but yeah, wish him all the luck at uh, Fleetwood and things. So yeah, just not against us. Yeah, all the best to him. Hope he does well up there. Ross, you're on mute. God's sake, I was wondering, I was wondering why <laughs> good old Ross. everyone else was talking. Good old me, good old me. That's one, that's one, one mistake. Right? Oh, that's a couple of mistakes, actually. Um, but yeah, we'll, we shall re- reunite with Toto when we take on Fleetwood at the, the Highbury Stadium in March. So um, we'll see how that game goes on. Um, well, let's talk about then the games for the rest of this month. Um, of course, we've got the trip to Bolton this weekend. Then we've got Ackerton Stanley at home, our only home game of this month uh, and then we've got a trip to Assy Wimbledon and of course another sold out away end and then we end the month to Hillsborough against Sheffield Wednesday so um, I'm going to go over to you Matt how are you feeling going into this now that's um, very six, 12 points up for grabs I quickly count that um, what's your predictions how many how many points do you reckon we can get I think that I would be happy with eight that's two points a game however I would love ten yeah. Dropping, I think a draw at Hillsborough is, is no bad thing because it means that a team above you doesn't uh, gain any ground or, or get further ahead of you, I guess. But, you know, you look at Bolton, they're without a win in. I think they haven't won for five games. I think their, their last win was the end of November. Uh, so that would be very a long come zip switch, wouldn't it? But um, there'll be a bit of needle in it for our players after what happened at Portman Road. Wimbledon. Again, got a great backing going there. I was, you know, really looking forward to that one. And Accrington, it's another one of those where if Kieran McKenna is turning this side around, that's another game. It's a team where I think we've played them six times in our history, won three, lost three. Um, Another sort of physical side always have been that sort of, not dirty, that's the wrong word, but nasty, doing the dark arts of the game. Um. And it's a game where if, like I say, if this is a truly a new Ipswich and it's an Ipswich that's looking to evolve and go forward, it's one that I think we've got to try and win, especially at home being the only only home game of the month. So I take eight, I want ten. Okay, then. Um, over to you then, Bono. Um, Matt's going for eight. Are you going to go more? Um, four very different games. Oh, he's going up. He's got his hand going up. Oh, is it all 12 points? Or, yeah, oh my God, he's doing that. <laughs> It is the, it's the it's the eternal optimist in me. Um, I'd actually I'd, I I think I would be happy with eight. Um, I'd be ecstatic with twelve. Um, looking looking at these teams, looking at the form, um, they're all winnable. They're all winnable. And whilst I, whilst ten points is probably much more likely, 
it's always the fact that we are Ipswich and you know I remember being confident when we when we went to Wimbledon last year I remember watching that game on the train home um and it was just we, we, we were just awful you know those, those those boys up on the tower block that watched it poor poor fellas yeah, I mean, you can't even ask for your money back because you're not even paid for it. But yeah, I, I, they're all winnable. Every game in this league is winnable. Um, but I just really think that he's got us got us revving now. Kieran McKenna's Blue Army. You know, you, you look at you look at Bolton, you look at Accrington, Wimbledon, Sheffield Wednesday. Hopefully, I can get a ticket to go to that because I've never been Hillsborough. Um, but yeah, really, really exciting bunch of games and you know in a month we will we will know you know our, our season some people say it's dead some people still say hey look there's an outside chance and then you've got crazy people like me that still think we're going to finish like second because those <laughs> the top two teams are going to fall away because they always do pretty much so let's see well, we'll be making a statement if we can get to our points. So, Francine, we need to get two of these games. We need a revenge because, as Matt said, we lost 5-2. Aquaton, we lost 2-1 at the Wham Stadium. Always a terrible game to go to. We always lose up there. Um, minus that one game we actually did win. But um, what are you going for then? Are you going for five uh, points or are you going to be more? No, I've gone for 10. Um I'm supposed to because I'm not actually going to be able to see any more games this month. You, um, because even as the home game... I'm off to the theatre in London that day. Um, so uh, my mum booked the tickets, didn't check when the footballs were on. So can't do anything about that. Uh, but I think we'll win our next three. I think we'll, we'll revenge um, the 5-2 against Bolton. Um, but I think we'll draw Sheffield Wednesday. Um, just think while they're in a Wednesday, you know, we're in a dodge run of form the moment and aren't as great as um everyone outside of Sheffield Wednesday fans expect them to be. I think Wednesday fans are quite happy to accept that they're, you know, a bit rubbish this season. Um from what I can gather through the few I follow on Twitter is that's the toughest one I think because they have got um a decent squad and Hillsborough is always a tough place to go. Um, but I think Bolton, Accrington and AFC Wimbledon will be um, similar performances to what we've seen so far. I think quite dominant and I think we will get three points against all three of them. So yeah, I'm going 10 points. But last time I said that, um, I thought Crew. last time I was on here, I thought Crew was the only game where the game would mess up. And I don't think we actually won any of the games in that um, month last time I was on. So I maybe couldn't... <laughs> I may be completely wrong. We may end up with um, doing a nip switch, um, yeah. <laughs> as we call it. But hopefully, we'll come away with some anywhere from eight points upwards is good. I think, though. From, I think so. I think that from is three away. We've got three away games in there, so um, anything from eight points upwards is good, in my opinion. I think, I think so. it's worth. I think it's worth saying as well. We we might be sort of climbing the table. Accrington are on the same games and the same amount of points for us. So I don't think we can underestimate not how big a game it is, but you know it's an important one and a and one with with that does pose a challenge. So I don't think we can afford to go into that underestimating it. But yeah, I do think we'll we'll do all right against them. 
Definitely, and um, that is our only home game of January, so that will be a game that I'm sure Kieran McCann is looking forward to and being back at Port Monroe. But um, up next is Bolton um, away, um, and um, of course we need to revenge that 5-2. I'm sorry to repeat it. It did happen. Of course, we're a whole different side. Paul Cook is not the manager. Kieran McKenna is. Um, a few different players now bedded themselves in. Of course, that was Christian Walton's first game, his debut. And he can see the five goals. I'm sure he'll want to improve on that. So, Matt, over to you. How are you feeling going into this one? As you already said, it's the stats. No win for them in five games. So, Itchwich may join Itchwich and um, let them get a win. But um, I've seen Bolton have made a few signings um, in this window. I think they just signed a goalkeeper. So, and they, I think they lost in the week against Wickham 2 0. So, they'll be looking to get back to winning ways, but hopefully not against us. But predictions and your thoughts going into this one. I'll start with my thoughts on that one. Um, I, I, I saw that they were getting close to signing a goalkeeper, so um, good to know that that's gone across the line. He'll probably play a blinder against us. This is one of those games, I think, that you go into being a long-suffering Ipswich fan and you think it's the kind of perfect storm. It's a team that's not won in a month. It's a team that's sort of rapidly fell down the league. Down, I think they're in 17th as we as we record this. And it just feels like it's the perfect ingredients for Ipswich to go up there and lose 1-0 to a corner. Um, I do think, but that said, I, I do think we'll come through this game. Um, as you said, we're a, we're a different side now. We're, we've played really, really good stuff over the last two games. And I think against the team low on confidence, if you do start bossing the ball, if you do start making them chase shadows, as you see at the sort of highest level with with Man City in the Premier League, not that I'm anywhere near that level, of course, but if you go back to that team and you look at the Barcelona team of the mid-2010, where they boss teams and you could see teams getting demoralised on the pitch and when you've lost five on the spin or, or sorry, haven't won uh, in five anyway, you, confidence is huge and if we can set them on the back foot, keep possession first five minutes, their heads could well drop, especially if we get an early goal and I, I do think we'll come through this. I can never bet on town keeping a clean sheet, um, such as our, our way of defending. Um, but I'll go optimistic. Uh, I think 3-1 town win um, with Bon and Norwood on the score sheet. And maybe my boy George Edmondson from a corner. Ooh, never never bet against the fridge. <laughs> no. Um, and if you haven't already, listen to our exclusive interview Stuart Watson did with him on the feed. So check it out if you haven't. Maybe that could be your, if you haven't listened to it, maybe that's your listen to up to Bolton. And also this fan social podcast as well. Um, Bono, Thanks. over to you. Matt's gone for a 3-1 win. Are you going the same or are you feeling, oh no, you've gone 12 points, so we're definitely winning. <laughs> We're definitely winning and we're going to win 3-0. We're going to start the game the same as what we did against Gillingham, like like Matt said. And Matt, we need a nickname for you. So, um, listeners, have a think. Um, Throw it out there. I'll have definitely been called worse. (laughs) Like it. Much the same as the um, kind of Brazilian shirt name on the BBC World Football phone-in, which I'm lucky enough to have from a previous life. Um, if you like it, you, you don't get to keep it. Uh, you can only have a nickname if you don't like it, which is why I'm called Bono because I'm not actually a U2 fan. So thanks for that, Stegan. Um, it's only because yeah. I said U2, but anyway, uh, back to the task in hand. Um, if we start the game like we did against um, 
Gillingham, then then we will win that because we were pretty imperious, weren't we? Uh, we dominated in all areas of the pitch, and we need to stick it up Bolton because the way that they came and just took the piss out of us. You know, I took my brother for the first time in about twenty five years. It was a beautiful, beautiful day. Few beers on the train, on the shirt, on the shirt, on the short train journey from Stowmarsh to Ipswich, and it was just, it was just like you couldn't believe what you were seeing. You know, I think they had five shots and scored five goals poor old christian walton was bigged up we we're getting this giant premier league goalie that you know hopefully hopefully by the time we listen to this he might have signed permanently stranger things have happened um but yeah the way that they came and just just dominated us really was just it was just it was painful so we need to go up there do the same to them but i'm really looking forward to it just seeing how some of those relationships on the on the, on the pitch have improved you know, Morsi and Evans really, really looking at like an absolute, absolutely fantastic combination. Hopefully, Aluko. I'm I'm a bit wary of of Aluko playing every week because obviously his age, he's lost a little bit of pace. Obviously, his footballing brain. I mean, obviously, he wasn't good enough to be nominated for Man of the Match by Rainbow Tractors, but hey, there you go. Uh, <laughs> it was obviously a, a different game to the one I saw. So uh, you get if you're go are you going up this weekend? No, no, oh, I can't. Because if you're going up, then you get to nominate, don't you? Because if I'm not there, so. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's my daughter's birthday party, so I can't. I can't go. Should we just preemptively nominate Luco? He just <laughs> yeah. has to make a poll in view of 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 last time. <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But yeah, I just, I, I, I just really. I, I mean, I, I always get excited. I'm no different to any other fan. I always get excited about about a game. But just just wanting to see more of the same, please. Uh, and obviously, we will. There will be some, you know. There, there. I can't think of the word. There will be some kind of bumps in the road. You know, we will. We will lose. We will draw. We will lose when we deserve to win. Um, and also, we'll win when we deserve to draw, draw or lose as well. But hey, let's just keep it going. Let's make it three out of three. Another clean sheet. Let's see that confidence in the defenders. Uh, Wolfenden, a man, or even a wolf, reborn. Um, Danassian as well. Just, it's hard to, you know, like like Matt and Francine have already said. You know, the last couple of last couple of games, especially the Jules game. You know, it was it was very hard to pick a player of the match because everybody was at least an eight out of ten, weren't they? So, you know, hopefully Walton, if he plays, he won't have too much to do. Um, but yeah, bring on. Let's go up to the Reebok or whatever it's called this week and um, smash them. Yeah, I think we all, all those sort of grounds when you were growing up, it's always going to be called that. I think it's called the U University of Bolton Stadium, but no, it's the Reebok. It's just, it's just like a Pride nice Park for us. It's now yeah. the iPro, but I, I always Pride call it Park, Pride Park. Yeah. It's Pride Park. Yeah. Wigan, JJB. The Sports Direct Arena of Newcastle, of course. The oh, oh dear. <laughs> that is just horrible. Of course, Chris Wood sign for Newcastle. A lot of money for a 30-year-old. Mm. Hopefully he He's can do the business. He's only scored three goals this season. Yeah. Hey, well, if you've got it, spend it, right? Yeah, spend it. Spend it on a 30-year-old, yes. Um, I think I think it's going to be interesting, Bono, like you say. There are going to be those bumps in the road. It's going to be interesting to see how McKenna reacts to those because mm. so far he's had two games and won both and put in good performances. And throughout that, he has kept this level head where you know you felt confident in it. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when we 
because it's football, you give away a penalty that wasn't a penalty and you lose 1-0. Or you get a goal disallowed. It's going to be interesting to see how he reacts to that because he's a young manager and, you know, young men, you know, can be a little bit feisty at times. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how he handles those. Yeah, I mean, there was times, it's, it's what you've got to admire about him and we are just, obviously we are just getting to know him, which I've already touched upon. But the way that he's kept his cool in, in the face of adversity already, you know, with Steve Evans and whatever his assistant's called, going absolutely batshit crazy, you know, three or four feet away from him. And, you know, obviously I didn't have the pleasure of going to Kent on Saturday, but they they were quite rough with us. There was some ill-timed challenges. Obviously, they had a player sent off, more for dissent than, than kind of... That was a stupid thing from their player. Yeah, it was ridiculous. You could see it coming. As it, well. was, it was. It, yeah. it reminded me of that one in the City Arsenal game the other weekend when uh, he he got yeah he got booked for descent and then made a needless tackle in the middle of the park. No danger. That's a tackle you'd make. You'd pull someone back um, if if you've not got yellow card. If you're breaking because you're like right, I need to take one for the team. Yeah. There was none of that. None of that. He literally just pulled Penny back when there was no reason to. Yeah. Um, and clear yellow card. Um, so, yeah, it was stupid. And if I was his teammates, I'd be fuming with him. Um, but no, there was some really bad tackles going on. Some And Norwood was being climbed all over and pulled all over again. Um, so... He'll have loved yeah. that, though, won't he? Oh yeah, there was a point in the, the there was a point in the, the there's a point in the second him. half when he was chasing a ball out down toward down um, to the corner, and the Gillingham player wasn't a fan of what was happening, and um, Norwood was like smiling at him and going, "You're all right, you're all right." And then it was probably right in front of you, Ross. Um, the second down in that corner near the tunnel, it was quite funny because. <laughs> He was just trying to wind their defender up, just for the sake of it. But yeah, brilliant. He's and, the uh, perfect. He's the perfect wind-up merchant. He loves yeah. it. Well, he's had to go the hard route. He has to go through non-league, so he's probably played against some of the hardest nuts in in the country playing non-league football. But uh, Francina, are you think Norway can make it five games, five goals? Is it I five do. Games, five goals. I it do. Is, yes. <laughs> Double check. Yeah. Um... I I said before the Wigan game, I said, so I predicted we were going to win. And I said on the way up in the car to my brother and my dad, I said, Norwood's going Because my brother said, what do you think the score's going to be? Who do you think it's going to score? And I said, Norwood's going to score. And he went, no, you're not. No, he's not. You're wrong. You're wrong. And he's coming on scored and scored in every game since, every league game since. I think, yeah, I think he'll score. I think um, it's going to be a comfortable 3-1 win. Um and yeah, I think Norwood definitely will score. Um, think about what you said, Bonner, about Luco. Bring in my boy Chaplin. You know I love him. <laughs> I'm with no, you. I love, I love him. You do, um, you know, speaking, you know, touching upon Chaplin just quickly, Francine, you do, you do wonder where some of these um, Cook signings... Uh, he's are... not going to... No, Chaplin's not going anywhere. <laughs> I know. Stay. I, I love I him. I <laughs> Chaplin will go anywhere, but you do wonder where the likes of some of our fringe players um, fit in. Obviously, McKenna's come out and said, you know, there's there's 
loads of different formations. Um, you know, uh, I think Evans and Morsey have both come out and said that we can basically play any formation we want because we're going to be that well-drilled. Um, it will be interesting to see the likes uh, or see where the likes of um, the real Eduardo, where does, where does he come into it? Uh, Chaplin, obviously you've got um, Harper as, as well. Just, you know, some of the newer players that were signed, um, particularly, you know, like Selena as well. Bernard Selena, where, where does he fit into it? You know, when they come in, <laughs> sorry. Um, he, you call him Santi. He's not Spanish. He's he's born and brought up in Norway, well, brought up in Norway to Kosovan parents. He's never a Santi. He's more of a Bernard anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway where, does, where, where does Bernard Selena come into it? Could he be St. Bernard, Bonnie? He can be St. Bernard. He's got that little thing of brandy. Is it brandy? It is brandy. Um, Heathy will know that. Heathy will oh, know yeah. about brandy around the neck, I reckon. I think you're right for rescuing mountain climbers. Yeah, definitely. I think Chaplin will score as well. Chaplin will play and he'll score again. Honestly. Um, when at home games, when Chaplin, Chaplin comes on, the guy who, I, who stands to the side of my dad every single time turns around and goes, here he is. You love him, don't you? You love him. <laughs> purely because I met him once and obviously and I want to speak to him and you're the same height he's actually taller <laughs> than me no uh, just he a is. bit he is <laughs> well, does it take much to be taller than me let's be honest oh. one of my you very know, good think... friends is a one of my very good friends from university is a Barnsley fan so whenever Chaplin pops up with a goal I take great delight in thanking him for, for our kind yeah. of Chaplin and just for that I'm a, I'm a big fan of him and he's another one that seems like a good lad so he, he, he's, he's an absolutely lovely, lovely lad. Um, but yeah, I hope he's he going to come, he's going to play and score. <laughs> he wanted that penalty, by the way, didn't he? Uh, for the, oh, yeah. You, you, um, I, I think Morsi wanted to give it to Piggott so Piggott would score. Um, but Piggott's, and I think Piggott needs a goal for his confidence. Um, he was really good at the weekend, I felt, when he came on. Best he's been um, since his, well, since as best I've seen him. Um, but no, Chaplin was no, this is mine. I'm a penalty taker. I'm taking this. Um that was a good penalty too. But um yeah, he, he wasn't having any of it. <laughs> so it was quite good he scored, I think. <laughs> I don't think Morse would be I mean too impressed if he'd missed. <laughs> no, I yeah, I don't think so. Um I think that is it then. Um Bono, Matt and Francine, thank you very much for joining me. Any other notes, any other business before we do wrap up and I try my best to do an outro? Um I always Balls this up, of course. Um, no. yeah. Go listen to Steve's interview with the fridge. Yes. One <laughs> yes. over to you. Any other words? No, just thanks for listening, everybody. And um, remember the Manscaped bit. Yeah, I was about to say that when I said um, I won't, hopefully won't balls up the outro, uh, make sure to support our sponsors at manscaped.com. Use the code KOA to get 20% off and free delivery. Uh, but no, as I said, Bono, Francine and Matt. Oh, Francine? Rainbow Tractor shout out quickly. Yeah. T-shirts are in, £10 each. We've got small, medium, large. And there are going to be orders of extra and extra, extra large coming in soon so please get in contact with me either on my personal twitter or the rainbow tractor twitter to buy one please yeah you gotta do it you gotta do it you gotta do a cheeky plug when you can do it yeah do it whenever um it's a podcast with a million listens gotta get it in yeah it is look you're gonna get a million orders now 
get, get ready. Have you got a warehouse ready for all those I, orders? Uh, my, my warehouse is currently my second sofa. <laughs> it's covered in them. Not covered on your sofa? It's not covered. It's uh, Yeah, it probably should be a cupboard the way they're laid out, but... I don't have anywhere else to keep them at the moment. So, if there was an, as we've got the fridge, who would we nickname the cupboard? Rakeem Harper, Rakeem mm -hmm. the cupboard Harper. What? Because he's not allowed out and doesn't play. <laughs> <laughs> what about that? was good. That was good. While we're on shirts, can I make an impassioned appeal? Given that Francine, I think, mentioned Wigan earlier for Ipswich to please sell me that black kit. Yeah. So there, you know, that was beautiful. Football fans exist. Beautiful. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I have what I did. I think I've I've shared this image with some of my um with some of the inner circle. I actually found the template shirt. It is basically just an Adidas kit room template, which you can buy from any reputable kind of kit supplier. I bought a blank one. I was going to get it printed up with my name and number and like a view from the e2 mock football badge because as everybody that knows me i, I dabble in a little bit of very very part-time amateur rubbish design and um i got an email back saying no this um shirt is not available till march and so yeah so i think basically covid is smashed really affected the um world football shirt market because a lot of the a lot of the sweatshops where sadly football shirts by people like Adidas Puma and other makes are that they've all shut down and we don't know yet whether our contract is going to be renewed with Adidas Ross obviously hopes it is I'd like to see us go a little bit more left field um I forget the name of the brand but the one that Forest Green Rovers um have are they a hobble no, they're not a Hummel. Not Away there. day at Forest Green Rovers next next season. Hopefully. Go up. Hopefully. Well, yeah. I'd love to go there because obviously I share a lot of their ethics, but their football shirts are made of like bamboo and recycled coffee grounds. Far better for the environment. I'd love to see us do that. Plus they've got like sexy tiger stripes and stuff. Yes. If you like yes. that sort of thing, Ross. Yeah, I do. I love that. All, that, all that sort of jazz, as you know, right. you know, a lot of that. all yeah. that jazz, jazz hands. Yeah. But um, on that note, Bono, Francine, Matt, it's been a pleasure. I hope everybody has enjoyed this week's podcast. Of course, make sure if you don't want to miss an episode, subscribe so it gets into your feed and also follow us on Kings of Anglia on all the platforms, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, what other ones are Instagram, all that other stuff out there. And uh, we'll be back next week for another main pod, a fan social, a Track the Girls Talk podcast, and many other great content that we bring you. So uh, we'll see you next week. Bye for now. And enjoy Bolton. Safe travels. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash
at audiobeam.com slash channel slash heart.